You're listening to a podcast made the Johnsonville way. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Off the Clock, a podcast made the Johnsonville way. I am one of your hosts, Jeff Burrell, and with me I have... Joe Horstmeyer. How are you doing, buddy? Well. Pretty good? Yeah. I have to be honest. I'm a little upset right now. I'm... I I'm appreciate upset. the honesty. Joe, you told me before we started that nobody has responded to my amazing questions that I've that I've reached out, mm. you know, begging these, these listeners for answers to these hot-off-the-grill questions, and uh, I've got no responses. Jeff... I can lie to you if you'd like. I <laughs> can you? come up with a whole it's, bunch of. Be I'm, like, oh yes, at, uh, at I, some point, I love mashed potatoes <laughs> with my brats. At some point, do I? What? At what point do I take it personally? That's my. That's where I'm going with this. At what point? So today, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I have come up <laughs> with a real <laughs> zinger for ooh, you folks. Ooh, um, and for those of you out there, uh, we have. Joe and I are two old men, and we tend to talk about the weather. So we do. In, in a replacement of that. We've come up with a question of the day, uh, <clears throat> and I've tried to make them a little more spicy. Get some, get some real controversial feedback. Oh my god! <laughs> and so I'm, I'm, I don't I'm know hyping how controversial this up you can get with a brat. I'm too okay. So this is. I'm excited. This is a a, a, a debate among my family, mm. and so I need the folks out there to to help uh, answer a question. Now, if you're gonna have a hamburger, okay. or a brat for either way, are you doing beef patty? Are you doing hard roll? Or soft roll, but mm, see, I and so now, <clears throat> now for those of you out there who may not live this in I can Sheboygan, quickly. there's for those of you who are not a Sheboyganite, hard rolls are kind of an institution amongst amongst the the folks here. Uh, there are bakeries that specialize in hard rolls that my mother Sheboygan will will call ahead, get yeah. them pre ordered, mm -hmm. have me pick them up. Yep, yep, yep. So hard rolls are a thing. However, I hate hard rolls. I don't mind them really? in a pinch. But I like a little soft brioche bun way better than a hard roll. Interesting. And and I and and I, th I get a lot of hate for it. Not hate, you know, but ribbing the you know the old the jibber jabber uh, <laughs> from the fams. So out there, am I the only one who 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 does not prefer a hard roll? Now, Joe, yes. you can go. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh. I actually do prefer uh, soft. But as a matter of fact, you do. I like yeah. a good old fashioned piggly wiggly. Yeah, just bun. Just, the cheap old, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know why. Mm. I don't. I grew up with hard rolls. I grew up with Piggly Wiggly buns, and I yep. just preferred the the Piggly Wiggly bun. I nothing against. Here's the here's the thing. Here's what I have realized with myself. I want the meat. I don't want a whole bunch of bread, uh, fluffy gotcha. bread with that. I, mm -hmm. I want to taste the meat. Yep. So yep. it's just the meat and whatever condiments I put on there and a little bit of that bun flavor. Listen, yep. if I wanted to work for my brat, there, <laughs> I wouldn't even take the wrapper off. I'd just go to town. Okay, <laughs> That's why I prefer soft to hard rolls because I, I, I don't want to work for my food. I want, Like mm. you said, I want to chew the meat. I don't want to <clears throat> work to get to it all the way through a hard roll. So that's just me. So if you go with like a Piggly Wiggly bun for yep. a brat, mm -hmm. for instance, that brat is hanging out of that thing. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. that's I like that. Yeah, where it's it's messy, you know. Yeah. You, you don't 
it's, it's not like you you just you lost the have, broad have you ever bun. have you ever done my uh my dad showed me this trick what he'll do is he'll take a bun and instead of cutting it through the middle he'll make two cuts and pull the middle section of the bun out mm. and so it's a thinner bun on both top and bottom there's a sub place mm. that and does he, this and he's like that's the key mm. to it and that's that's the way he does it now huh. the other thing what i've what i've gotten to is that if i like am i i'm hungry and i'm like if I, know, I like am I? If I'm gonna eat two burgers, if I know ahead of time, I'm just gonna do a double burger right mm-hmm. away. Because no, then call. you don't, because then you don't get the extra bread. Yep. You know, good so, call. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. so clearly, folks, uh, the three of us agree. Yeah. Um, but if you're out there and you're Please a diehard hard roll fan, rip us and, a new one. And you want to tell us what's why we're wrong? You let off us the know. clock at johnsonville.com. Ladies and gentlemen, that is off the clock at johnsonville.com. Please reach out, whether you're a Johnsonville member or not. Let us know how you feel about this. Very hot topic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope we get some response. I, I know. And if you're not out there and you haven't had a hard roll, I think maybe Just you do, do need to experience it. Yeah, do it for your own. Go to like uh, a, a local brat fry, and they'll have some. They hard rolls absolutely for it. will. And then yeah. you can understand why we are. <laughs> why we don't like them, right? And maybe it's a generational thing. It could yeah, be. Maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people like bread. Yeah. For me, if I'm going to have a hard roll, just put a bunch of butter on that. At least. Oh, yeah. There oh, you go. See, garlic bread. I will yeah, make garlic good. bread out of hard rolls all day long. See, see, they already are crunchy like that. Game mm. over. Half over. So, anyways. Uh, Moving on. Off the clock at Johnson.com. <laughs> Reach out with any of the questions that you have heard on here or any feedback in general. We'd or love to another hear question you. you'd like me to answer. Yes. And Joe yes. and the guest. Well, you don't want me to answer it because well, I never know the answer. But, anyways, this one I did know. I knew <laughs> you, a thing. You were good this there. Time, yeah. Okay. But uh, our guest who. who just dominated with jumping in before. Uh, no we, introduce, no introduction. No needed. introduction needed, really. But yeah. we do want to introduce him now, and it is the one and only. I am Nick Ashworth. You are Nick Ashworth. Yeah. Nick Ashworth. I am definitely not the one and only. I've googled myself. There's a lot more. There's a lot more important people and interesting people with a name. Oh but, uh, my goodness! There's only one that works at Johnsville, and that's me. Well, this so. podcast will prove that otherwise. So, <laughs> uh, so Nick, if you wouldn't mind telling us your Johnsville story. Oh boy! So yeah, 2007, I started uh, Third Shift Meadowside Packaging. I uh, did that for a couple months. Got into the ovens, Third Shift, same thing. Uh, did that for about a couple more months, so a total of a year. Uh, then I got First Shift uh, Formulation down here at Riverside. Did that for four years. Uh, then I went to uh, Third Shift to be a raw team leader at Riverside. Did that for three years. Okay. Okay. I uh, wanted to get back on First. It's kind of hard on the family, so oh, yeah. did stuffing. Uh, with a backup as a machine op and pack on first shift. So then uh, decided that that maintenance was kind of the route I wanted to go. So got full time in pack as a machine op, did that for four years. Uh, and then I'm like, well, I want to do this maintenance thing. I want to commit. So went back to third shift as a maintenance person here at Riverside. Uh, did that for about two years, got an apprenticeship, uh, still part of that apprenticeship right now and come going into my last year here. And uh, I am now first shift maintenance at Riverside. Been doing it since the beginning of the year. So. Wow. You are a quintessential Johnsonville member. Yeah, I've held uh, over the 16 years I've been here, I've held seven different positions. Nice. So, But it's always been kind of a uh, moving forward, you know, yeah. kind of the uh, the Johnsonville, you know, better yourself, always learning more. Mm-hmm. always. Uh, well, and too, you also so. mentioned what was needed for your family and things like that. And so Johnsonville worked with you to, oh, yeah, to absolutely. allow for those absolutely, type of things. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, so I would assume that the role that you're in right now is maybe your favorite, but what has been your favorite through all of your jumps and moves? Yeah. So I liked working in the ovens over at, uh, Meadowside. It was a lot okay. of, uh, just a lot of autonomy kind of doing my own thing and working at my own pace. And, 
nobody looking over my shoulder, which is not a ton of that anyway. But um, formulation down here at Riverside was great. A lot of moving around, a lot of using your brain. Um, That's always good. A lot of math involved. You know, it's a lot of go, go, go. Kind of the uh, racing against the clock. You know, I never looked at the clock and went, oh, it's only, you know, 8 o'clock in the morning. You know, it's like, holy cow, it's 8 o'clock. Like, we still got a lot to do today, you yeah, know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was good. Days went real quick. Um, but currently, I'm in my favorite position. Nice. So, you know, maintenance, this is the job I'd like to, you know, retire in. Um, or at least in this field, you know, whether it's uh, just a regular maintenance tech or whether it's in a controls position or something, you know, I still mm. want to still want to always keep bettering myself. That's, you know, there's always there's always more to learn. Beautiful. So, yeah. Okay. So then what would you say is your favorite part about working at Johnsonville? My favorite part about working at Johnsonville? Uh, yeah, I know it's cliche, but it, it's the culture, man. It's the Johnsonville way. There, there's nothing like it um, for a manufacturing company to have this type of uh philosophy and and culture and statement you know the johnsville way hanging up on the wall right there i mean and to actually stand behind it you know you don't see that a lot in manufacturing companies you know um so it you know i dare anybody to go out and find something better i really do you know it's easy enough when when you're you're like an acuity and it's all office and you got tons of money but johnsville when you're talking people on the floor manufacturing you know um, white collar it, it's hard to to have these types of values uh and to actually stand behind them like on a daily basis you know it is sitting in a meeting and people are like well you know how does you co- you're gonna make a decision and well how does that you know how does that match up with our core values you know how does that match up with our uh um you know our guiding principles and you're like oh okay well that's not something you hear every day so so johnsonville's different not perfect right no company's perfect nope, we've nope. It, it, we promote uh constant growth and that includes on a company level mm-hmm. so and you've seen johnsonville morph and change through the years but in my uh, opinion it has never lost its core value so the, of what it is so <laughs> Nick, thank you so much for that uh, overview of your Johnsonville story. Mm. And uh, it's it literally is kind of what Johnsonville hopes for in, in a member. Um, so it's great to finally get someone in here. And we've had a couple who've bounced around, but to always be reminded that it's it's our job to move and shake and and learn like you said earlier so oh yeah i'm a um, kool-aid drinker for sure <laughs> <laughs> good. good 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 for you we've got <laughs> well, i'm mixing a pitcher right back here anyways um so nice but and warm. but let's shift from johnsonville overall and, and go right to nick so what would you say there's a couple things mm. but what do you want to start on when it comes to your off the clock oh boy no pressure. Yeah, right, right, right. So two main things I love to do. Uh, I love to spend time with my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone loves spending time with their family, right? Okay, everyone loves to do that. Honey, um, I seriously <laughs> love spending time with you, okay? Yeah, this yeah, is not yeah, yeah. Yeah. reading from the script. <laughs> Just kidding, honey. I love you. Um, but I love to I love to play board games, and I love to 3D print. So when when we first sat down, you were I was like, board games, really, dude? And you were like, tell me about yeah, so what you so, said to me. so when you think of board games, what are the games you guys think of? Monopoly. Okay, Monopoly, and I was Throw, like, give me another uh, two. Life. Yeah. Um, sorry. Sorry. Yep. Sorry. Dude, like go. seriously, top right. Mm-hmm. It, it, when it comes to the board game world, 
You guys are like infants in the fourth <laughs> Okay. This is, I'm this is where I'm, I'm like, what? I'm, I'm telling you, like, and it's not an insult, right? It's just, you know, <laughs> speak for yourself. In, infants, infants are just a, a lack of knowledge Child and a lack of babies. experience. So, uh, so you guys are a bunch of babies. Uh, now. Um, yeah, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> no, no. So, so Jeff is literally like, offended over here. I'm like trying to defend myself. I have myself, a full like, beard. I play I'm not a baby. Try it, I, I dare I you. I play a hard Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny you say that. So, so in the board game, kind of the board game world, um, the, you know, the, the uh, they, they call them modern board games. Uh, Monopoly is kind of a redheaded stepchild. Like nobody likes Monopoly. Well, it takes it's like a 10 bad years game. to play. It's a bad game. You know, and, and the funny thing is, is how many people out there, by a show of hands, has ever actually played Monopoly by its <laughs> rules? I've heard this before. No one. Correct. Correct. Nobody no. ever. Has. It would go a lot faster if we did. You know, I. I but, but we don't know because no one's ever read the rules. <laughs> right? So, but anyway, so yeah, so th- there's there's a whole industry of board games out there uh just a whole world that i never even knew existed okay. i was at my uh, uh i was at christmas one time with my brother and his, and, and my brother yeah with my brothers and my you know family people oh yeah, and, yeah. Uh, those people. those things those <laughs> so people. my brother matt who lives in minnesota he came down and he's like hey i, I want you to try a board game and, and i'm like why would i play board games board games are stupid he's like trust me you need to buy this you have a place and he asked me he said do you have a place around here that rents board games Huh? What? Rents board games. I don't think so. He Googled it. Sure enough, we had a place locally that rented board games. And um, Very interesting. Yeah. Like the, the board uh, game board? The game Is board. That, yeah. yeah. Board game. Yep. Okay. So, uh, so he went down and he's like, I want you to play this game. So we rented this game called Splendor. Splendor. And I started playing it, and it was very different than anything I'd ever played. And the thing that really got me was not necessarily just the game itself. But all of us sitting around the table, playing, laughing, having a good time. Nobody's phone was out. You know, there was, there was, it was, it was just, it was so much fun. And that was, I will, I captured that moment in my mind. And I, that, that is the moment that I'm like, okay, I got to find out more about this game. And so I immediately went on Amazon and I bought the game. Right. Because that's, you know, that's the world we live in. It looks (laughs) mysterious. Right. There's like a, 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 like, is that a wizard holding a. It's a game Gem? about it, it's a, bit, a game about gems, right? So you okay. use gems to buy cards, and then the cards have a gem on them. So when you buy the card and you put it in front of you, that gem now counts towards your pool of gems. Hmm. So if you have three ge- three green actual token gems, you buy a card with a green gem on it. You always have one green gem. So you buy more, and then a- as you have more cards, you no longer need chips to buy these cards, and then. Some cards have point values on them, and then once you get to a certain point value, you win. Huh. It's a victory point game, we call it. Okay. Um, so that would be like a, uh, they, they call that a, uh, a resource uh, m- kind of uh, tableau, not a tableau building, it'd be like a uh, uh, hand management type game. So there's all kinds of different types of games out there. Okay. Um, so that was the first one. And after that, I'm like, okay, I, 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 of course, went on Amazon, and I looked up Splendor, and, of course, a bunch of other things pop up underneath it. And I'm like, oh, that one looks interesting. <laughs> and it was this game called Pandemic. I'm like, okay. And this was – Timely. Well, this was before before 2020, right? Okay. Um, this was years before that. And it said cooperative board game. <laughs> okay. Oh, like, well, that's why I play video games, right? So I know what a cooperative video game is. You play with each other against the computer. I'm like, how on earth do you play a cooperative board game? And it's sure, sure enough, it, it's a game about uh, about 
there's four viruses that are spread, spreading around the globe and you and your uh, fellow uh, people need, have different roles and you got to go around curing these different diseases and if any certain conditions are met in the game you win and if or, and if certain conditions are met in the game you lose huh so right and I love cooperative you know, I love playing I'm not super sure. competitive uh, but I do like working with people and kind of you know troubleshooting and and problem solving you know the role i'm in right now is maintenance is kind of a testament to that yeah but, yeah yeah so i sat down started playing that and after that i was hooked and it was over so then <laughs> same year i think this was 2017 or 2016 okay uh i went to a board game convention in mm-hmm. manitowoc called oh. fire and ice Yep, those so, exist. I uh, know, right? <laughs> and there was about there was about two hundred people. It wasn't it wasn't crazy. Not crazy. But I will never forget this. This was another kind of a you call it an aha moment or a moment in my life. I'll never forget. I walked into this convention, right? It was just a like a, a, a hall with tables set up and people playing. And I looked around and nobody had their phones out. You know, huh. people are they're interacting and they're laughing and they're having a good time and just over all these board games, you know, and these games I don't recognize or you know I didn't you know just put. That was like I I this is where I want to be. Wow. So and uh, after that the rest is history. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, there's all different kinds of board games. You know, there's they call deck building games. They called area control games. Would be like Risk. You know, is a real popular one that everybody knows. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I don't play Risk. Um, you know, and <laughs> not hard enough. Well, it's not it, risky oh enough. Boy. Yeah, let's not let's not get into that. That's um, <laughs> risky enough. <laughs> Um, you know, th- there's, uh, I mean, I could go down the list of, they call them game mechanics, you know, trick-taking games, which everyone knows, um, Sheephead, you ever played Sheephead? Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Right, yeah. so Sheephead would be a trick-taking game, but there's all different types. <laughs> My Wisconsin go, oh, sure, yeah, you <laughs> bet oh, we yeah, play Sheephead. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, they have, uh, deck-building games, card-drafting games, they have, uh, you know, all kinds of, uh, all kinds of stuff, set collection games, they have mixtures of all the different mechanics, you know, you have some that have area control mixed with card drafting it's it's there's just there's so much out there you've got to be careful not to overwhelm yourself huh and then we have these games which we call gateway games gateway okay gateway games. i've heard of the ever so a gateway game uh, a is joke. a game that you introduce to a non uh board gamer right okay okay and you you don't want it to be too heavy you don't want it to be too complicated otherwise you chase them away but you ah. want it to be different like splendor something that's simple to grasp but obvious that it's not one of your traditional games you play when you're sure, a kid, right? Sure, sure. Um, you know, another one, there's another game out there. I could go through a list. But I, I currently have uh, about, I don't know, like 150 different board games. What? That's a small collection. Small small collection? When do you play these games? So that's a fantastic question. With four kids, I don't have that much time. But the great thing about board games is they don't go anywhere. So well, how old are the kids? So, my youngest son is two. Okay. My daughter is four. Then my next son is 13. And my eldest is 15. Daughter. Okay. So, so, what is the age range on these games that, like, are you able to... So, you can... Uh, so, we have a, a place called Haba Games. H-A-B-A. Okay. Haba Games. They make a lot of really great kids' games. Okay. okay. Very simple. Very roll a dice, move this piece roll a dice grab that piece you know very simple for little kids to to, to grasp you know mm-hmm. you get them involved get them playing sit down and then you got games that well if you, i'm sure you guys may have heard of warhammer 40k if you yep. haven't i yep. have not look I at have. it yep. look mm-hmm. it up sometime it's ridiculous but i'll never play that 
Um, but is it a kids game? No, it's no. A no. Okay. I, no, this is like the top. Like this is the top end game. of the spectrum. Or even going in Dungeons and Dragons. Right? Sure. Mm-hmm. So Dungeons and Dragons isn't. I mean, it's not technically a board game. It's more of a role playing game, but it falls in the same the same universe. Yeah. I get, oh, I get where you looks, The Warhammer is more of like uh, these guys build armies and they buy the little guys. Yeah, and dude. Them Whoa. Two hundred fifty um, bucks. Well, I was just gonna say that's yeah. No, it's yeah. That's the reason I would never get involved in it. It's a. It's like a, it's a real big like culture or a. It's a, it's kind of a cult thing. It, it, it's got a big following. You either love it or you like you're World not of Warcraft. You don't even real life. You either thing. you either love it no, or you like don't Lord even of the know Rings, what it is. But in real life. Oh okay. Like okay. the big battles in Lord of the Rings, except for like uh, there's different kinds. You have fantasy. There's sci-fi. There's mm-hmm. you know people actually you have it's there's actually a table like this only like four times the size yeah there's terrain and you use a tape measure to see how what? far you are you got line of sight and you know oh yeah it's no thank you, no, thank you. I, yeah, but I like, like that's one of those ones where i would love to just be a part of it once just to experience it and watch somebody play it out. Well, and at and these so like, at these board game conventions, yeah. so like Fire and Ice, mm-hmm. and there's actually one coming up in Brookfield called Strong Tower. Okay. Um, they do have uh, areas set up for people to play mm. Warhammer. You know, there's sure. there's a whole separate room for people who want to play Dungeons and Dragons because you you need a little bit quieter because it's more of a storytelling role playing scenario. Um, you know, Warhammer is kind of the same thing. Um, you need to, you, know, you usually want a separate area because there's a lot of calculating going on because I'm this far from that and dice rolling and um, wow. it's fun though it's fun oh. I played a western uh, themed version at, at Fire Nice where oh, okay. it was kind of like Warhammer but it was a little different you know there was terrain and stuff and but there was only like six figures and it was you know f- four of you against four of them and then there was an outside element it was it was fun, it was huh. fun. but yeah so. So this has kind of been my life for the last six years, and thankfully my my, my wife has been willing to indulge this. That is my, my my next question. How so, what does the missus have to say? So um, she likes board games. Okay. She does not like the more complex board games. Yeah. You know. So like my favorite game is a game called Scythe. 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 Okay. Um, and that's uh, it, it's set in the world of uh, they call it the 1920 plus universe, whereas World War One. Um, instead of going the route of like tanks and stuff, it went more the route of like mechs. Mm, okay. Um, and then it kind of goes from there. But it, it's a it's a miniature. You know, there's some miniatures and there's a little area control. But it, it's um, it's it's my favorite game. I love I love to play it. And you go to certain areas. You can produce resources to do different things to upgrade your board. And huh. yeah, it's a lot of fun. So do you have like a group of people that you play with? Yeah. Great question. Uh, yes. You're like, no. Well, kind of. so Unfortunately, we, no. I yeah. play with myself. <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> so we do have a group that uh, – we have a group text that uh, we kind of send out and say, hey, I'm looking playing games this weekend. Who's in? And, you know, some people say, yeah, I can't. Or, you know, mm-hmm. we also have, um, <laughs> which I inadvertently sort of started at our church, we had uh, started a game night, which was just meant to bring people together to play games yeah. like – Candyland, Monopoly, mm-hmm. Sorry, you know those types of games, which are fine, and those games are fine. You know, it's, it's I'm um, not sensing enthusiasm. So, so well, it's like eating <laughs> a taco with no meat. <laughs> what? Right? You're like, listen, there's something missing here. <laughs> I know it. Like this can be great. I know this can be great, but they're just I need more. So, um, 
I need more meat in my video game. <laughs> in my, I've never in my heard board of game. a taco. With, I guess there's a uh, there's veggie tacos, huh? <sighs> no, go on, go on with your game night <laughs> here. Almost like, yeah, yeah, I was trying taco. to figure out how to respond to that. Um, taco. But yeah, so <laughs> so I come to this game night and I bring some of my board games, right? And people are looking at what is that? I've never even heard of that. I'm like, I'm glad you asked. Let's sit down and play. Huh. And my pastor like latch uh, latched onto it. Whoa. And now we do uh, we do a game night. It's called the we call it the. Um, oh, it doesn't matter. It's the last Sunday of every <laughs> month. We had a name for it, but I it, I forgot what it was. But uh, yeah, so it's the last Sunday of every month. We do a board game night, and it's a big deal. And people get together, and we we hang out real late and play play board games. And um, it's not always complex ones, right? Sometimes you get yeah. together and you just want to play a game and yell at each other, and it's good. It's a good time. Dang. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Holy smokes. Yeah. I never knew. So. Uh, Nick and I went on a trip for Johnsville to for the SEC thing mm-hmm. and down in Gainesville, Florida. And Nick told me all about this. And so what did I do? I went and bought a whole bunch of them. And so did you really? Then, yeah. So well, I know we've never we've never talked. So no. I looked. It was October of 2018. Wow. So we talked about it, and you got you sparked my interest. And so I went out and bought a whole bunch. So I bought Catan. So it was a Catan. Yep, was the first that's a one. very popular one. So it's a very popular one. My parents love it. Oh, yeah. And like, so we'll go and we'll play. My daughter is 10. She can kind of play on her own, but she gets very limited in what she wants to do. So sure. like, she, for those of you out there who don't know the game, you can buy these like development cards and that's all she focuses on doing. <laughs> she doesn't do anything else. She's like, that's how I'm going to win the game. And like, so whatever it is, what it is. She can still play. And then, uh, then we went and bought pen, uh, uh, pandemic, pandemic and then yep. a couple of the expansions on that one yep. and we bought all the expansions for Catan. um so you have the base game and you can do like other stuff with it and it kind of the cool part about like the the what nick's saying is that like you play this one board game right well then within the board game there's multiple ways to play it Hmm. And so then you can buy an expansion and play it a couple more different ways to play it. So imagine like the way we were joking before about Monopoly, where there's one way to play it, but then them coming out with fun new ways to play Monopoly. And so every time you sit down, it's totally different. Uh, you can have a good time. Even if you don't think you're going to win, a lot of times if you play it right and you keep your head down, you'll come out on top, like depending on the roll of the dice or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, but to Nick's point, it, it becomes a bit of a... Um, I got to get them all kind of thing because <laughs> yeah. I, so my gotta wife and I went uh, on a honey, we went on our 10 year anniversary. And so we had rented a, a hotel room and we were going to be out of town for a couple of days. And I actually researched uh, board games for two players huh. and we found one that we really loved. Um, and then we, so we just sat down and instead of playing cards or whatever, you bust this out and you play it. Some of the games match take two minutes and then you just play best of five or whatever it might be. Which two player um, one was it? I'd have to look it up um, while somebody else is talking, but um, I basically there was a, um, a it was media platform. I don't know if it was TikTok or YouTube, but the girl basically went through and was like, "These are my top five two-player games." Yeah, that's how I found all mine too. Right, and then like <laughs> yeah, and there's so many games to Nick's point, and there's games that we bought that then we'll bring to my parents. And Azul was the last one we did. And it's kind of this cool like mosaic tile building game. That's hmm. a good one. Um, it is a really a fun. Really good one. And again, my dad and mom don't. It can't be too much. So, like, I, I want to play Gloomhaven. It's Ooh. like a $100 game that takes, like, a month to finish. My buddy just bought that. We're going to start a campaign. And so I bought the little, like, they have, like, a, a shortened version of it to, like, the intro. Line. Yeah, and I've huh. yet to play it. But apparently it's, like, 
it's so intense like it takes you and your buddy like a youtube channel did it over the course of a, um, a whole month all wow. the scenarios and so like i'm just giving He's not you talking like like 12 hours a day for a month <laughs> But, it's oh, it's like you sit yeah. down and you play the one scenario and then the next yep. scenario. Then okay, I, and okay. it take there must be thirty of them or whatever. Yeah, they call it a campaign game. And hmm. so it's a campaign style. And game. so then you you build up your characters just like a video game, but it's all on a board. Wow. Um, but I'm just saying there are some really simple ones you can play in two or three minutes, and they're yep. super easy to pick up. Yep. And there's other ones where you kind of need to have a little bit of a Sherpa guy who's going to yep. be like, I'm going to help you through this because it, you know, it's so complicated that huh. it's great, but you have to like really invest some yep. time into so it. So what is the amount of people within these? So you were talking about a two person game. How many mm. people can it go up to in, in terms of just what's the most vast game out there? So, I mean, you got your party games. Yeah, and what I mean, what is it? Right. Is it 10 so, people? Yeah, you it? could do 10. I mean, there's some games that say 1 to 100, you know. What? Yeah, they they say <laughs> that, but they do that just because, you know, they say that it's unlimited. You can have as many players. Um, but I played a game. There's a game called uh, uh, uh Werewolf. Uh One Night Werewolf it's called. And <laughs> have you ever have you ever played Mafia when you were uh when you were younger? You're probably not that old, but um uh, like so what'll happen is someone will deal uh, a set of cards and each card has a a value you know, each value is assigned to a uh, a role someone okay. you know like two people are the mafia one person is the the police officer one person oh, is okay. the the um no, the, I the have medic not. and then everyone else is this. just like citizens right okay and then whoever n- nobody knows who each other is so then there's somebody narrating and you know, at certain times, everyone will put their heads down. The mafia will wake up. You know, they'll put their heads up. They'll know who each other are. Huh. And then they have to kill somebody, hmm. right? Then, the, then they go to sleep. The, doc, the, uh, the, the uh, doctor wakes up, and he gets to save somebody. So he might be able to save the person that they just chose to kill. Wow. And then the, he goes to sleep, and then the police officer wakes up. He points at somebody, and then the narrator will tell him, yes, they you know, nod his head, yes, they are a mafia, or no, they're not the mafia. Huh. So then... And then everybody wakes up, and then either somebody's going to die, right, or the doctor was saved them. But that's where you have to have a good storyteller. You know, that's ah. where that's where you got that kind of Dungeons and Dragons dungeon master, so, someone who's kind of good at narrating. And then um, <clears throat> it's a really it's a really fun party game if you get the right people in the place. Mm. And then the whole point is is that before the session finishes and everyone goes back to sleep, they have to choose somebody to execute. So the game ends with either the mafia, at least one mafia surviving and everybody else getting executed or with both mafia people being executed. Huh. So it's almost like a little like good among execution. Us. It's, it's, yeah, it's a kind of a social us. deduction sort of a. Yeah. It, and it's really fun. Um, but again, this one night werewolf is it, it's very similar, but they add some different roles and there's some some different things that kind of spice it up a little bit, which is really fun. But uh, I will so those are you're talking about big group games. That's I mean, I wouldn't really want to get any bigger than that. Huh. So. Okay. We, we also bought one where it was like you built this like haunted mansion on the game board. And my kids loved it. Oh, like, is that the betrayal at House on the Hill? I think so. And so, like, yeah, you had to like you go a- up and down these stairs, and depending on where you are, and certain things happen, your guys get like flown off the stairs, and you got to start over at the top. And my kids really loved it. I mean, mm. there we bought in quite a few that my eight and nine, nine and ten year old now um, are able to play with us. Mm-hmm. A lot of them. Oh, cool. Um, we played a couple times, and sometimes it's over their head, and then we're like, oh, we'll wait a little bit. But there are times when they really get into it, and it's. Um, 
the reason I like it is much more strategy. You have to think about it. You yeah. can't just it's not like candlelight where you roll it or you pick a thing and you go to that next color. It's like you have to strategize and, and actually use your brain a little bit yeah. rather than just, you know, a very simple game. Yeah, that's wow. where you start talking about like luck based games, you know. Correct. Uh and I I can handle a little bit of luck in my games. Uh, I'm fine with that. But when it's too much and you start to take away from the strategy, yeah. that's where you start to lose me a little bit. Okay. Okay. You know? And same with, like, Catan has that. So it has dice, so it, it has the luck element. But um, there's also some strategy involved in trying to mitigate some of that. Yeah, and yeah. So um, to, to Nick's point, there's games that have plus or minus okay. um, with it. But huh. honestly, um, yeah, Nick got a real spark. And when you mentioned it to me, and I know we haven't talked about it in this we whole time. Yeah, no. And so no, that's why you're talking. Awesome. I'm like, yep, I remember the exact conversation we had. And I remember <laughs> thinking, I remember he, he got me on the cooperative game because a lot of times you play these games and you're just, you're, you're actively trying to, you know, make the other people lose, you know, mm-hmm. you win mm-hmm. and um, trying to play games that a little bit more um, where you work together on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is kind of what drew me in. But then, yeah, Catan was the big one for us. And then I've tried to introduce other games with the with the team or with the family, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's tough. Sometimes they're just like it doesn't hit. Yeah, it's yeah. tough. And then that's why you get a 150 video game collection like Nick does because you <laughs> buy it and you're like, yeah, this is great. And then one guy's like, I don't really like it. Well, then the guy shows up, you can't play that game again. You know, huh. and so finding a game where everybody kind of yeah. likes it, it, it can be well, a bit of a challenge. And then something else you run into and I've actually ran into um, recently is you start you start to find games that they call them reskinned. You, know, you find okay. games that have very similar similar mechanics, but they just have a different theme, mm. ah. right? So it's not technically a direct reskin, but it's like okay, I I like this game and I like this game, but they're very similar, and I like this one a little more. So oh, you, you got to okay. kind of decide. Um, so like I say, I have 150 games, and I'd actually like to call that down to a, a much smaller number of games that because I mean it. Because you know, some of them are so similar. It, well, not just that, but it things when you got a, a nice game sitting on the shelf and it just sits there because you know you love it, but nobody else wants ah, to play it with that you. Way, that you way. know, but that's another thing is now they've been doing a lot of solo modes in games. I was wondering about that, but I was like, no yep. way. Oh yeah, no way. Oh yeah, there's actually one company called Stonemaier Games, and they will not release a game that does not have what they call the Automa, which is solo. Huh. So, um, yeah. Stone so Myers. there's Nick, all yeah. by himself. Uh, no, I, 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 I have played. So there's good. There, there's two good things about solo games. One, I mean, you can play it if nobody else wants to play with you, right? Sure. Which is not super fun. I, I've I'll done take that. my ball and go home. I've done that once. Okay. Um, but it also is a good way to learn how to play the game. Okay. okay. So if you wanna, if you're like, hey, I, I want to learn this game, but uh, I want to be able to teach it. You can read the rules, but until you've actually jumped into the game, you don't you don't know what kind of questions are going to come up. You don't know what kind of scenarios you're going to. So the solo mode actually kind of helps you walk through, um, because that is my more than playing the games. I love teaching. Mm. I love teaching games. If I'm teaching a game uh, and I'm playing, and someone comes over, I will gladly give up my seat uh, so I can you know teach and and still because I enjoy watching. Uh, I enjoy watching other people enjoy uh, a game that I enjoy, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, that, that uh, kind of kind of partake in, in my hobby. Right. Um, but I love I love, love teaching games. Well, uh, Nick, if uh, this maintenance thing doesn't work out, uh, <laughs> I know a department here that uh, would love your services. So we'll keep that in mind for the future. Copy that. Very interesting. Mm. Wow. 
Well, we are. I mean, the clock is ticking, and we have a little bit of time. Holy yet macro, look at I that. Okay. Time flies when you're talking games. Uh, I told um, you. <laughs> but the, the next one that you were, you were talking about pre-recording was 3D printing. Oh, yeah. Uh, 3D we 3D just got a little yeah. bit of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, how did you get started with 3D? I know it's it's a fairly common thing these days. Board games. Right? Board games. No, I, I mean, it's wait, seriously, wait, wait. though. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's fu- it's funny, uh, but it's true. So uh, when I was playing, you know, when, when I, I'm playing some games and whatnot, and okay, so I don't know if I want to admit this or not, but <laughs> you're already here. You're uh, yeah, all right. Too late now. Yeah. <laughs> so there was actually a YouTube channel I watched where you could watch it and actually watch people play board games. You know what, though? It's a thing. I, it's like it, watching people play video games. Exactly. Right? It you know? is such a streaming. And yeah. But the great thing about it is so some of these board games can be, I mean, we're not talking 5, 10, 15 bucks. Some of them can be 20, 30, 60, 70, $100. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so before you invest in that, you want to be able to either try the product out or see how it works. Got it. So being able to go on to YouTube and see these people play this game mm-hmm. like there's been some games where i looked at it and went listen this game is like gorgeous but the gameplay is terrible and i will not play it <laughs> so i'm glad i didn't invest in that yeah right? i'm glad they did and not me um and then there's some games that you like like the game doesn't look super cool but man it looks a lot of fun okay like the mechanics and the interaction and like it looks like a blast so it's great to be able to, to watch people play to be able to do that and you know they make it entertaining too so mm-hmm. uh, i know will wheaton had his own one he's kind of a a cult favorite but, yeah wow um but yeah so anyway so there's so as i'm watching these and and also playing with some people at conventions i noticed that people one of the big things that people do for board games besides buying expansions is upgrading buying upgraded pieces hmm. or printing upgraded pieces so that's where I'm like, ooh, you printed that. Aha, uh-huh, that's really cool. Some guy had an entire um, board game insert that he had 3D printed where all his little figures go here and his cards go here and his dice go here. And I'm like, that's super cool because that's kind of the, the annoying thing about board games is cleaning up and finding which bag they go into and whatever. So I'm like, that's awesome. There is a downside, folks. There is a- <laughs> <laughs> right. I, so- I'm, I'm like with him 100% on this. I'm like... <laughs> Because we actually went and bought like plastic things that somebody had made to hold oh, yeah. all pieces yep. together, and it yep. it makes it so much easier. My dad went and made them out of wood for uh, the cards and all that. Like, um, hmm. no, so I'm I'm all in. I'm like, all right, tell me more, buddy. Come oh, on, go oh, oh, no. absolutely buying a 3D printer. <laughs> there we so go. I uh, I looked into. I'm like, okay, I'll look it up. So I just did research like anybody does. 3D printers, blah 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 blah. And I saw this. Uh, they call it an Ender. And I'm like looking at it, I'm going, oh, 190 bucks. I think I could swing that. So I bought it. Oh, no, this was actually not that one. It wasn't the Ender. This was when I, uh, I bought. So there's two different types of 3D printing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back, backpedal here That's a little fine. bit. That's fine. You're good. Two different types of 3D printing that are very popular. There is what they call SLA, which is a liquid resin printing. Okay. And then there's FDM, which is a filament extruded printing. And they're two very di- – they're both 3D printing, but they're two very different types of 3D printing. One of them is really messy. Okay. Uh, uses an LCD screen to kind of cure the liquid resin layer by layer by layer. It's fascinating, but it's really, really detailed. So you can make little miniatures or anything that's got some real fine detail on it. Like this is the printer to go with. Okay. But it's got, you know, it's got a little bit of post-processing. You got to clean the resin off and it's got to be cured, blah, blah, blah. Whereas if you're with your FDM or your extruded printing, 
that is kind of the traditional printing that everybody thinks of when they think of 3D printing. You got the nozzle, the filament, the plastic going in the top, getting melted, and then getting squeezed out the bottom. Got it. To okay. form little beads and make layers, and that that's that's when you people think or you say 3D printing, that's what everybody think of, thinks of. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's like you've seen. Have you ever seen 3D print houses before? Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's exactly that, much smaller scale. Got it. So, okay. Um, so that's the kind of printing I mostly do. Mm. Um, and Can I, your 3D printer do both? Uh, no, it's two different types of printers. Okay. Do you have both? I do have both. Woo! I know, right? Got it. Right. I actually have two extruding printers. I have two FDM printers. <laughs> oh, I know, I'm a nerd, but <laughs> I have a whole room in the basement. And by, say, by whole room, I mean like a, a 10 by 6 foot room. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. So I was kind of banished to the, the dungeon <laughs> deepest corner of the basement. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I, I started off by making uh, you know little figures or even just uh, you know places. Because if you have... Uh, you know, six piles of cards in a game and they all have discard piles that takes up a lot of that takes up a lot of real estate on the board mm -hmm. but if you can print something where you'll have the card standing up in an upper deck and the the discard pile standing up in the lower deck like you free up a lot of space and it looks a lot cooler hey right so stuff like that um i've had i've had people ask me to print stuff i printed stuff for church um they have an online site uh, all kinds of online sites actually you can go and get all these 3d models for free you just download it you slice it and then it in the printer it goes and it's a set it and forget it sort of thing uh my grandma actually just contacted me and said hey i need a uh i need a, a card holder for my uh the ladies get together and we play cards every thursday and the cards <laughs> awesome. are always all over the table and i just need one that holds two decks of cards and i looked it up and 15 sure hours later i had her a card holder so wow yeah so and I had a, uh, an array of colors, and she picked the color she wanted, and yeah, she was just astonished that you could do something like that. But, <laughs> sure. yeah. Great work, Nick. So with your 3D printer, then you're 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 helping the community, but then you're also uh, upgrading these board games. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So yep. how many board games have you upgraded? upgraded? Um, all of them. <laughs> or what? Or what's oh. ones that stand out in your yeah. mind of like, oh, that was really cool. That was a big upgrade. Or yeah. So there's one that I actually printed for my buddy. Um, and again, I'm not designing these things. These are prints I pull offline and Got I it. Sure. Okay. Right? Okay. Uh, the quality of print is what I control, not necessarily. And you can modify them if you want to. But anyway, so I printed an entire um, like board game insert for a buddy of mine, and it, I, it had to be about 15 different pieces that somebody had designed because it was a game called tapestry that has all these little miniatures and all these cards and boards. And it's just, I mean, Jeff, you know, the struggle putting it all in the box and pulling it all out and separating it all. But this, all the figures had a, a spot to go oh, in, nice. all the cards had a place to go. You just pull these inserts out, divvy everything up. And then when you're done, everything, you know, where it goes and boom, makes clean up, set up and clean up so much faster. You would think Very these companies would get so much better at, packaging these games together too because you got that plastic insert in there yep. it's for garbage it it doesn't it Most doesn't conduce time, yeah. itself to repackaging it all to play again the next time huh. oh I and, mean, that, and then once you have expansions right yeah. now they don't fit in the box with the plastic insert so you throw mm -hmm. it away anyway unless you want to have four different boxes which yeah, yeah, nobody yeah. wants so i always thought like they do three 3d print like the the actual board like the Catan tiles, and they clip together, and they have like neat little things on them. And if you have your stuff, and has a spot for your number on there, and the oh, robber, yeah. and it's people go really people intricate, go crazy, yeah, crazy. It's it's pretty cool. It's cool what you can do though. Yeah, the, the idea of it. It's know. well, and that's the thing is once you get it, once you get a three D printer, and you, like you start figuring it out, and you make your first successful print, you're like, 
I could do anything. Sky's the limit, baby. <laughs> <laughs> like this is amazing. I could do anything. You know, uh, it's Take so, over it, the yeah. World. It's a it's a pretty cool feeling. Uh, but Scythe is probably the one that I've upgraded the most. Okay, that's because um, that was your favorite. That was my favorite. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Second, uh, first only to to Wonderland's War is my second favorite. But okay, that one's newer. But that one's probably the second most one I've upgraded. Wow. But uh, yeah, it's it's as far it's as far as going to. Um, so they make a game called it's called a bag building game. Where you uh, use chips to buy chips, kind of like Splendor, you use you mm. know gems to buy gems. Okay. And then you put it in a bag, and then you draw so many chips at, at a time, and then you do whatever you can with them and move on. Well, these were little card cardboard, just little cardboard chits they call them. Um, mm. Maybe like three quarters of an inch in diameter, maybe an eighth inch thick. Well, I wanted to upgrade it, so what I did, I saw online somebody had bought coin capsules. If you guys know what a coin capsule is, is it's just a plastic. It's almost like a card sleeve, but it's solid, hmm. and then you 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 basically just put a capsule around a coin. Oh, okay. okay. To yeah. protect you know yeah. old coins. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, people were buying these coin capsules, and they were putting these little chits in them. These little these little oh yeah pieces, and then it's kind of more fun to play. You can hear them clicking around in the bag when oh, you're drawing, okay. and they'll bend, and the cardboard doesn't. Yep, get and they nice. last longer. It's just a lot more fun to play with. So. Uh, 260 chips later (laughs) 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 you know i've got this game upgraded so that's great um wow but yeah so it's 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 Mm. stuff like that and it's uh it's not that it makes the game better it just makes the experience better sure sure it's more fun you know it's Mm -hmm. more tactile more more than just thinking about it you know you just kind of it's it's an experience so dang wow well how about this um it's a fairly common question here towards the end but like how would someone not be overwhelmed trying to start playing board games? Uh, I would just Google. Uh, you could Google something like gateway games. Gateway games. Gateway games to get into, or, or even uh, even uh, like easy or moderate board games. Uh, if you go to boardgamegeek.com, okay, um, there's a lot of different uh, thoughts on boardgamegeek.com, but it is a really good site for. Uh, um, for going and finding information on board games and forums to say, hey, listen, I, I don't want to play Warhammer 40K, but I also <laughs> don't want to play Candyland. Yeah, right? got it. What are some good gateway games to get me? And maybe I don't want to get into the hobby. Maybe I just want something different. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't want to play Monopoly anymore sure, you know, or sure. Risk. I want something that's like that, but it's got a little more, little more meat, you know, a little more of that taco meat in it, <laughs> you know. The other so. thing I was going to say is go to like a place like Board Game where you can actually see all the games. They have a whole wall of them. You can pull them out. You can see what it looks like. They'll run you through a general idea of it. So it's not like you feel like you buy something and you don't know if it's any good. Huh. Yep. To, to your point, that first time it was just rented or borrowed or whatever um, or reach out to somebody you know. I The one thing that Nick kind of brought it, you know, talked to me about it. And since then, like. You might think this is a weird, like, or not weird, but a, a niche, small group of people. There are a lot of people out there who are really interested in these Huge. games. Wow. And so you might think it's like, ah, not to, there are a lot of people out there, probably people you, you might know who just don't talk about it or Nick. whatever, like Nick, like <laughs> myself or whatever, who who do play. And so, you know, maybe reaching out to them or whatever. But, yeah. That is yeah, so it's cool. amazing when you throw it out there to say, hey, you want to come over <laughs> and play board games? People just kind of come start coming out of the woodwork. And it's like, oh, mm. I'll play that. Yeah, I know that one. You know, yeah. mm. um, but the thing I love about it most and the reason I got into board games 
kind of to to bring it to a close here is just because it's definitely the social aspect of it it's the bringing people together it's the getting us off of our phones getting us away from the screens and it's that that interaction Mm -hmm. you know that healthy be able to come together and say say you know hey let's play a cooperative board game and let's together do this thing Uh um you know or to say hey you know what i'm gonna get you (laughs) you know (laughs) <laughs> it, it, but it, it, I, I feel like it's starting to that that old kind of like we had talked about before we started talking about hey you know you know your neighbors you know all your neighbors you know mm-hmm. it's kind of bringing it bringing a little bit of that back right, to society right. which I think is and yeah and board games aren't going anywhere it's just a growing industry yeah so huh ton of fun I had no idea mm-hmm. Jeff I didn't know about you either I mean I, I think I had an inkling that you were. Uh, uh, a board gamer? I don't know if I'm as into it, obviously, as You're Nick. You're definitely not as into it as <laughs> But uh, to, to be fair, we would, you know, like. To be fair. On those, d- we, we actually first started, we bought them for Christmas. And then we went to my parents and spent a couple of days there and just played Catan over and over and over again. And, like, wow. then from then it was just, it was on. Um, yeah, th- there's, I, I would say, and you said, what what's a good resource to go to? I would say buy one of these three games. Buy Splendor. A game called Carcassonne starts with a C. Okay. Or by Catan. Mm-hmm. Or Catan. Whoever you or, talk yeah, to. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> you yeah. know, one of those three games. Those are great beginner games. Splendor's definitely lighter. Um, Carcassonne's more of a tile drafting. Um, and Catan is just, I mean, it's Catan, mm-hmm. right? It's a great game. So I, I would say start there. And if you have a lot of fun, then dive in yeah mm-hmm. or reach out to nick ashworth you know absolutely i would love to hear from <laughs> anyone who wants to play yeah life's a little chaotic right now i got four kids so i don't promise anything <laughs> uh, i hear you uh, hey, listen i can't play if you don't ask hey yeah. good point very good point mm. huh well nick I, seriously thank you so much for coming on and telling us all about the ins and outs of how to start playing board games or yeah, just yeah, yeah. reconnect with maybe how you were as a kid and because you got a little bit of that yeah uh yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) no i appreciate you guys having me on it's been a ton of fun yeah Uh, it's been a great you can come on anytime i mean if you if you got some sweet 3d printing thing that you're doing for a new game or you found a new game or who knows maybe you're starting a johnsonville side side business yeah or or uh yeah just saying, just saying. Them. Just let saying. us know. <laughs> let us know. You can come back Johnsonville on. game night. Absolutely. Done. That's okay. it. Yeah. Perfect. Sure. All right. But if you wouldn't mind closing us out for today. I would love to do that. Uh, this is Nick Ashworth, and you've been listening to another episode of Off the Clock, a podcast made the Johnsonville way. Oh.